Hello and welcome to the Beer Breath Podcast. Today is Friday, February 8th, 2019. Thank you for joining us on today's Friday episode. On today, Trey and I take a trip down to Norseman Brewing Company here in lovely Topeka, Kansas. It's in the Noto Arts District, and we have a conversation with uh, Jared and Emily. This is a highly recommended brewery here in town, uh, and they're, all their beers are very delicious. And we've had the opportunity to test, test, taste test some of their beers, and we're definitely going to go back and uh, try out the food that they have there as well. So please sit back and enjoy uh, our conversation with Jared and Emily of Topeka's own Norseman Brewing Company. Sports and beer and so much more. Hottest topics on the cutting room floor. Bunch of friends having a blast. Get ready for the beer bread podcast. Bassett makes some good beer. Yeah. They're cool people. Actually, I think. Yeah, one of the brewers was down there playing foosball uh, uh, there earlier. He might have left. It? He was huh. just here. Yeah, huh. we're cool. all friends, and that's what's cool about the craft beer um, industry mm-hmm. is that um, we're all real friendly with each other and support each other. Because our, our goal really is to grow craft beer, which you, I'm sure you guys probably know this by now. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've done enough of these um, podcasts, you know, to understand the industry and how we try to help each other to take a piece. Of it went away from the big guys that at one point had 99% of the market. Yeah. Now they're down to about uh, 87, I think. Last time I looked, it's 86. And that's because we work together to try to bring good tasting beer to the masses or to the locals. So that's what we love. Yeah. And we've talked about that too is that we feel like we're spoiled. We're both living in Topeka. We're spoiled with having so many good breweries here in town. Yeah. Topeka is, um, I'm not sure if they recognize it yet, but you know, for the longest time we had Blind Tiger, which makes excellent beer. Mm -hmm. Um, But then to have, you know, two, three breweries open within a couple years apart within the last two years and make good beer, Topeka's really lucky because that doesn't happen in some of the bigger cities, you know. Um, Not every brewery is making top-notch beer right off the beginning. Um, But usually, um, if they're going to stay in business, they get better as they go. And uh, so I always tell people, if you didn't like it when they first opened, try again six months later. You might be amazed at how the process has improved. Learning your equipment. Absolutely. It's like anything. If you have to break in your equipment, learn all of its... uh, Quirks, you know, and, and you know, adjust your recipes accordingly, and so beer usually tends to get better. So that's the podcast I listened to, like some of our very first episodes the other day, and they are not very well produced. So no, yeah, we were just kind of running and <laughs> running with it, you know. That's what uh, that's what we did. We just kind of jumped off the cliff with really no yeah. idea what we were doing. <laughs> so if you tried the beer breath podcast eight to ten months ago and you didn't like it, try it again. <laughs> that's what I'm gathering for that as well. Yeah, no, but it's it's cool. We've got a We've got a good fan base, and we're growing, um, and this is this is helping doing stuff like this and meeting folks like you, and um, we're having a lot of fun doing it. So. Sweet. We are. we are. Yeah. So we're we're recording. We're right into this. Yeah. <laughs> tell us tell us about Norseman Brewing Company. You want me? To. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Norseman Brewing Company um, started in our garage. Garage. Actually, it started in the kitchen. Actually, yeah. Until you um, kicked me out. It started in the kitchen, and then you burnt 
the countertop, and I said, no more. Yeah. She kicked, so yeah, long story short, she kicked me out to the garage. Into the garage. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Adam would come over every weekend, and they would brew beer in the garage. Yeah, and it would beer. get bigger. That's the key part. And bigger. Yep. And bigger. Like, they started with a small pot that Evelyn could fit into when she was a baby. And then it got, got bigger. Yeah. And then it got to the grain-fed, or the gravity-fed system. It went from, yeah, started extract, uh, which you guys familiar with the different no, ways of brewing? Not, uh, not at all. Make it quick. So extract <laughs> brewing is um, where you kind of get a condensed uh, malt that's already been the grain, the sugar and the liquid's already been extracted from the grain, and they kind of condense it down and give it to you in a big old liquid bag. It's like it's almost like pure sugar, mm-hmm. kind of. And you just kind of put that into water, boil it, add your hops, chill it, add yeast, makes beer. That's you know, Cliff Notes version there. Uh-huh. Um, all grain is where you actually build it from the grain up. And so you, you get your grain, uh, malted grain, um, different types of grain out there. You mix in different amounts. You, you, you crack them open. You soak it. And that extracts, it converts all those starches to sugars. And then you rinse that and get all that sugar water now away from the grain. And then that's where you put that over to another container. And that's where you start the boil. So you're pretty much extract makes you skip that first part mm-hmm. which is time consuming it's like a two-hour process from yeah. getting the end and so you can skip that but you don't have control over your someone else has already done the mashing and you know they pick the temperature where they mash that and extract those sugars so you don't have a lot of control over it but it's a good way to get started and so as she was saying we started the pot got kicked out and, and in all honesty, it was really an excuse. When we first got in this, it was never really meant to be a business. It was really an excuse to kind of just get together on a Saturday, make some beer, drink some beer. Yep. And um, it was kind of fun to just hang out in the garage and do this. And uh, But as she said, yeah, it kept getting bigger. Um, we went from a five-gallon pot to 10. Then I built a 15-gallon all-grain um, uh, gravity-fed system. So everything was done via gravity. So the water was up top, and it threw, you know you would drain that into your mash, and then from there you would drain it to another one for boil, and then from there into one uh, for fermentation. And then we built a 25-gallon all-electric system with using pumps. Um, and I built it, and it was giant. I still actually have that one at home. I, I just can't get myself to get rid of it because I you know built that thing, and I might still use it for who knows what. Yeah. And then Adam built one, and at one point we realized we're like spending like 20 hours plus a week between transferring and getting ready for the next brew day and you know during this time we started joining uh, brewers guilds going to a lot of beer fest and just really fell in love with industry and um one night it was like i wonder if we can make this a business we saw i mean topeka only had the one brewery Mm -hmm. at the time and uh, noto here was taken off and i kind of saw a need for it um, and, and Adam and I, in all honesty, we had a few beers in us when we decided to do this. <laughs> and and the, the first thing I said, I was like, okay, if this is going to happen, then we have to have, the wives have to be on board. And not just, I love you, you're my husband, I support you, I support do what you need you. to do. <laughs> it needed to be, they had to be in it as much as we were because we knew our goal originally was to keep a full-time job, so I do this on nights and weekends. <laughs> and Which means we were never going to be home. Yeah. Which we aren't. We aren't. <laughs> yeah. No. And so if the wives weren't in it with us and here with us, then we were never going to see them. And that's going to, you know, lead to divorce. And mm-hmm. it just wasn't going to be successful. Right. So we actually spent um, a few months uh, bringing the girls on 
and we and we didn't want you know we didn't ask them to be we wanted them to say hey we should make this a business type deal yeah so I went to some business classes dragged them we started going and hanging out with other brewers owners um, in particular Walnut River um, up in El Dorado good friends of ours uh-huh. we actually filmed our uh, when we were announcing that we were opening we filmed a video there huh. so that was kind of fun but Very yeah cool. so that's kind of how it went that's awesome that's awesome so how long ago did you think you actually started the process of learning how to brew I mean you, you told uh, me it was, like 2010. It was, it was before Evie was born, so yeah, yeah. 2010. 2010. Yeah, so she had took taken me to a uh, for our. <laughs> mm, it was her anniversary. It was like eight. It, 2009. Was that, like, 2009. She took me to Boltburn Brewing Company and surprised me with uh, a tour there. And back then, I was a domestic beer drinker um if i have to admit natty light i drink yeah. a lot of natty light okay, yeah. <laughs> and in all honesty to this day if i'm at a chief's game or uh-huh. drinking all day i send a tick to something like that just there's a time and a place yeah there's right? time and place yeah. for it and i and it's a good beer to drink all day but um took me to boulevard we did the tour this is before they had their big huge new facility and and you, you you'd go through this tour learn about the process i, I found intriguing mm-hmm. and um we got at the end. You got into the little pub in there, and you just pretty much twenty minutes to try any beer you wanted. Which, you know, I'm late twenties, early thirties at that time. I'm like, I'm going to try every single one of these beers, <laughs> and well, I did. Yeah. Well, you also had a DD because I was pregnant with you. Yeah, <laughs> I did have a DD, which made it even better. Yeah. So I tried them all. And I was just in shock. It was like back then I explained it's kind of like it was like wine, but beer. You know, there's so many different flavors and and aromas that you get and every single one was different and I always thought it was just like I thought it was either Guinness or domestic was I, was my two options that I knew of then mm-hmm. so that's what kind of intrigued me about craft beer and uh, um, fast forward a little bit you know another year down the road get, got laid off and I'm and of course I have a kegerator now and I'm buying Boulevard beer so everybody asked me who my favorite brewery is it's Boulevard Brewing Company shout out to them uh, they're the ones that made me they made me fall in love with craft beer and so it's kind of like the puppy dog love mm-hmm. you know that first time you fall in love yeah. in this case with <laughs> beer was boulevard and so to this day they, they are my favorite brewery um and i love every time i go to kansas city i, I hit there yeah. so um came back built a kegerator started buying boulevard beer and then i got laid off and i'm like how am i going to afford my expensive craft beer habit <laughs> huh i wonder if i can make it cheaper does somebody knows it isn't cheaper, <laughs> but I had the idea, and as I started doing the process, I started doing it, got really involved in the chemistry side of things, water profiles, um, all that jazz, and it just kind of worked to where it is today. Very cool. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's awesome. cool. What about the business side of it? And I don't know, if Emily, you could touch on this a little bit, too, um, or for the most part, I guess, but <laughs> talk about, you guys run a business. So talk about everything that goes into that, marketing, strategies, things uh, like that. What is it like? Um, well, we did um, do the Small Business Development Center the Washburn. with Washburn yep. University, um, and Carl Klein helped us a lot. He helped us with writing the business plan and getting the numbers and Correct. Yep. all that fun stuff. Um, and Carl's amazing. Um, but yeah getting thrown into being the CFO I'm punching numbers all the time and marketing we're always trying to do marketing and um, 
marketing is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> marketing is one of those ones where it's very expensive and it's really hard to tell if it's working, like which one is working. And they're all expensive. All marketing is expensive. Yeah. And it's super hard to determine what which one's working and which one's not, you know, where it's the best to put your money at. So. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool that you're able to like find something within Topeka. You know, it, it's a big town, but you know, it sometimes has a bad rap this city, but that's cool that it's definitely, uh, definitely something you're able to find something in the, in the city to help you. That's, uh, definitely interesting, uh, from, from my standpoint. Um, you got anything? What do you got? <laughs> Let's talk about the name. Oh. Oh, Norseman. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we, so the, the girls finally got on board and we started looking at buildings well, it's a couple things. Well, well yeah. yeah. So we started looking at buildings. So we're going around looking at buildings, and we saw a couple of really awesome buildings, and we're like, okay, well, we want to have an event space with our brewery. We don't want to just have the brewery and not have an event space. And we're like, okay, well, if we have, like, weddings, because my husband's homebrew brewery name is Fatback. Fatback um, Brewing. Actually, if you get if you're an employee back. here and when you get paid, the checks from Fatback Brewing. So that's actually our S Corp. Oh, Fatback okay. Brewing. Um, it's a throwback to his rugby days because he was the in a in the back line and he was one of the bigger guys in the back line. So they would call him Fatback. <laughs> and so true story. It's Fatback Brewing, and so Melissa and I are like, okay, well, if somebody has a wedding. And on their invitation, they're going to have Fatback Brewing Company for the reception. We're like, we can't do that. Nobody's going to come or want to have a wedding anywhere near our brewing company. So we were settled. We were looking at a couple of different places here in North Topeka. Because we knew we wanted to be in North Topeka from the get-go. Because mm-hmm. North Topeka, being from been Topeka all my life, kind of gets the shaft sometimes everyone wants to be on a Wanamaker out west or whatever and so we wanted to be uh, uh, something in North Topeka and Carl Klein found this place in Noto in North Topeka in the arts and entertainment district and um, I work I guess I'll throw that out there too I work at Seaman High School and I've worked for the Seaman School District for 13 years and um, they recently, well, not recently, recently, but they've shut down Northern Hills Junior High and um, Logan Junior High and made Seaman Middle School. Yeah, so they and so they condensed schools. it, the schools, to be more cost effective. But so they lost their mascots. They lost the Norsemen, which is for Northern Hills, and they lost the Raiders, which are for Logan Junior High. And being in Chiefs country, you can't or you can't have raiders so uh-huh. norseman was where we had to go yeah and what's cool about norseman is that allowed us so nothing with all the new all the breweries opening up in the u.s a, a prom that is starting to happen you know we are very collaborative and help each other and when this in these cases when this does happen um, people try to work it out you know without lawyers and stuff but name you know separating each other's naming like a beer that's really popular and you name a beer that's like that too and it's kind of copyright infringement and trademark mm-hmm. infringement and stuff like that so we wanted a way, we really wanted the ability to have a lot of flexibility in our, the na- the, our beer names, our logo designs, uh, um, our backstories for any of our beers and stuff like that. And Norsemen is, you know, Old Norse Vikings huh. at the time, where we still are. Big fans of Game of Thrones and the show Vikings on AMC. And, um, and so it just, it, it connected us to North Topeka. Paid some homage to, to North Topeka. 
it gave us room for naming conventions and logo designs uh, and stuff like that. And it also fit well with what we were wanting to do here. So if you you know if you notice in here, it looks kind of like a Viking, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. a Viking yeah. mead hall yeah. almost, right. you know. Uh-huh. And and so it just went, it just fit really well with everything we wanted to do. Yeah, it's a really cool building. Like uh, I think we told you here at the beginning, me and Dominic, uh, neither of us have been out here. Um, I've heard a lot about it being uh, living up here currently. Uh, I've always wanted to make it out here. It's very cool. I like the, like you said, I like the rock. It looks, it looks kind of a. Uh, yeah, it looks like a Viking would live here. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, the sense of community is what I think is cool, too. And we grew up in a small town, and so we kind of thrive off that, too. But paying homage to the North Topeka area and stuff like that. And it, going back to our conversation with Don King as well, doing the revitalization of downtown Topeka, you guys were a part of the Noto mm-hmm. District area and stuff like that. So it, it's really cool to see that um, there's life here in Topeka. And that's what we're looking for. Um, living yep. in Topeka for a couple of years now, and there's a lot of people that it, listen to lots, the podcast. There's lots, and lots stuff like to that. do in Topeka. Now, yeah, I, you know, I, I agree. When I was growing up, going through high school and stuff, I might have, you know, been. I was definitely one of those people that didn't think there was anything to do in Topeka. But you can definitely have a lot of fun in Topeka now. We yep. got five breweries. We got three wineries. We got some really cool eateries. Um, between you know, you got the burger stand and the pennant and uh, wheelbarrow, which is one of my personal favorites. Oh, yeah. um, there's just all kinds of stuff to do here. You can have a fun day, yeah. and we've done it. We've done. <laughs> we've escaped and just went and hit all the breweries and hit the wineries and stuff. And it's a, a good day. What's so. your favorite thing to eat at uh, the wheelbarrow? Um, well, in all honesty, when I make it to the wheelbarrow, I always have to try one of their whiskeys because he has a good selection uh-huh. of whiskey. And then um, the my That's favorite nice. my favorite sandwich there was the one with the egg. The hangover? hangover? The hangover. That's yeah. hangover. Yep. That's my favorite. That's, I was just delicious. thinking about that. I'm getting <laughs> yeah. hungry. Yep. I know. It's making me hungry now, too. <laughs> so let's talk about food options here. You've got um, KB Smokehouse, right? Correct. So we, so here um, at Norseman, we are kind of more of your traditional microbrewery where you focus on the beer um, and the ambiance and the, uh, uh, not entertainment, but... Yeah, I can't think of the word right now, <laughs> but you know the type of fun you have when you come here, right. socialness um, and stuff like that. And so for us, we didn't want to have to mess with food and, and add that, that extra overhead. And if you look at um, the more ma- beer, more ch- mature beer market in the U.S. on the coast and even Colorado and Kansas City, that's that's how it is. They focus on the beer, and food is is something that um, they, we use food trucks or someone else to mm-hmm. do and so we wanted to be like that here now we i will i will tell you when we were bringing this idea to uh our bankers and people around town they were like no food what yeah because <laughs> topeka wasn't used to the microbrewery uh the way that a lot of the microbreweries are they're used to brew pubs mm-hmm. or restaurants with breweries and part of that is Kansas law. Most counties, you know, have to follow Kansas law. We have to have 30% food sales requirement to have a bar. So growing up, go to any bar in Kansas, they have food. And so that's just what you kind of grew up next to. So the idea of a quote-unquote bar without food was something new to people. But we knew it was a successful model because there's, you know, 4,000 other breweries out there that do the same thing and are very successful. Yeah. And um, so we'd spent some time discussing that in our business plan and, and how it would work. Uh, but to get back to KB, so instead <laughs> of, you know, originally we tried the whole, hire, you know, getting, you know, food trucks 
and organizing a different food truck every Friday and Saturday. It just ended up being a real big, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's a full-time position. And we're having our day jobs. And uh, Karen with KB's, we knew her from our uh, Lawrence Brewers Guild days. And she did all the food for a big beer fest and stuff. Great lady. And we ended up just ended up teaming up with her. She was here and people loved her food. And she was willing to be here every night. And so we ended up just teaming up with her. She's been here for a little bit over two years now. And um, it does really well. So the food truck does sit in the back pretty much the whole time. She cooks back there and, and brings it in. So, yeah, we're actually a little bit different where most people have to go outside to the food truck to uh-huh. get their food. You can actually get the food in Norseman. She sets up in a little, another little bar area just down underneath us here and serves straight from there. So you can walk up there, get your food. You don't even have to go outside. So it's kind of like a best of both worlds. She takes care of the food. You still get it inside. Yeah. Uh, without having to go outside in the cold and mess yeah, with Yeah, that. I was going to say, that's a smart, a smart decision on a day like today, especially. Brutally cold out there. That's very cool. So yeah, you said you guys focus on the beer. What kind of beers do you guys have here? Like, what's your what's your claim to fame? What's your favorite one to brew? Uh, I mean, I've tried two here sitting in front of me. Both of them are great. So. Well, I love brewing any beer I can get. You know, with me, um, I initially, you know, Adam and I, I, I guess I, I took the lead in the brewing mm-hmm. process, and Adam helped out. But as we've transitioned into the business, Adam's here full time now as a, as, a, as a full head brewer. And so I don't get to brew as much as I used to, but mm-hmm. I still get at least one in a month. I make sure <laughs> I can get one in a month. Adam probably brews once or twice a week. Yeah. And, um, but we still have, we still uh, build our recipes together. That's still something that we do together. And if it's a brand new recipe, usually I get the, um, the brew it the first time us together. So but, the, uh, the mainstays are like Odin's one IPA. Yeah, we're known for Odin's one IPA, one of our biggest sellers. Um, the Fatback Vienna Lager. So we're really known for our lagers. We do a lot of German lagers here, and um, I feel we're very good at them. People say we are. So um, the Coffee Porter, and then um, Shield Maiden Wheat with Rye. And the Scottish Export. And the Scottish Export, um, the Reading the Highlands. So one of our biggest surprises. So they, you know. We, when we opened up, we didn't have any flagships. Mm-hmm. And the reason was that was because, to me, your customers are going to pick your flagships. Yeah. So brew your beer, and the ones that people buy a lot of and you know, keep it around for them, those are your flagships. At least that's how we felt about it. So we didn't have any flagships when we opened up. And a, a good example of this is our Rating the Highland Scottish Export Ale. So we made this beer. We, we were sponsors of the Highland Games in Topeka this past summer. And they're like, hey, we, you know, you guys are sponsors for this. Would you be willing to make a Scottish shell? I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> not a big fan of Scottish beers. I'm just, I'm, I'm not. And Adam's not either. But we're like, we took on the challenge and designed a recipe together from the ground up, brewed it, and it just was a hit. Like, it was just selling off the shells. We couldn't keep it in stock. It was just crazy. <laughs> and we were like, so we just kept just kept brewing it and brewing it and and we keep brewing it cuz people just keep buying a lot of it. Um and, and we were in, in shock but it it is a good it's a great beer. It was never meant to be a flagship, but now it is a flagship. And so um yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was a shock. And a lot of people tell us it's because you don't get there's not too many Scottish exports on draft. If you think about it, go to, you know, you guys have been around probably. I mean, how many Scottish exports do you find on draft? Hardly ever. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, so I think that's why it's so popular. But it is a very easy drinkable beer. And what's nice about it, since it is dark, people think they're not going to like it. Right. But then they taste it and it's like, wow, this drinks like a light beer. And so I actually get Bud Light drinkers on it all the time. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Very cool. This is kind of like picking your favorite child, but what's your favorite brew? <laughs> well... 
here. Let's do. It. Let's go in house. <laughs> yeah. See, it depends what type of mood I'm in. It really okay, does. It yeah. changes. My. I mean, if you had to pick today, if I if I just went down there and just without thinking grabbed a beer, I'd probably go after IPA. Yep. Um, but right now, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch beer that we've been drinking is... No, it's a, Mama's Breakfast Stout. Sorry, Mama's Breakfast Stout. It's a Cinnamon cr- Toast Crunch Stout. That we call it Mama's Breakfast Stout. And it's delicious. Yeah, it's her favorite Probably getting in trouble for so. calling it Cinnamon Toast Crunch Stout, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, who, who cares? cares? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Either way, it's delicious. We <laughs> yeah, it's really it's good. very good. Very good. Yep. And I tried the Resilience IPA. I think I did that as well, and I was... Very impressed yeah the well. resilience you guys know about the resilience how what what the story about that one is yeah so we talked about that before um that's supporting the the uh campfire the, fund the, yeah that's the your nevada mm-hmm. um, set up in california yep and how that worked was you, you signed up for it and agreed to give all the proceeds of the sale of the beard to to their fund and if so um you, you they had like a spreadsheet and you put in what size of system how much we're going to make and it just gave you all the uh their ingredients and stuff to use and a lot of the uh it was kind of cool it just goes to show you the whole collaborative way the industry is coming together so we agreed to you know put all time and equipment um all the, the like the molsters and the grain suppliers agreed to donate the grain and the hops for it um we actually traded yeast with blind tiger so blind tiger has had the exact same yeast strain and um, we just all brewed it and so it's it's the same recipe but every system's different Every brewer's process is different. I used to joke around in my home brewing days that if you get the same recipe to 10 different home brewers, you're going to have 10 different beers. And it's the same with this. It's you got, it's the same recipe to 3,000 different right. brewers, and there's 3,000 different beers. They're similar, but there's they're slight differences, which makes it more fun when you're going out and trying them, and at the same time, you're supporting a good cause. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. What about outside of here? Favorite beer? Maybach. Yeah, for local, it's going to be Blind Tiger's Maybach. Oh. Uh, I, I might have to go leave and get one. <laughs> I love that beer. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, his beers, it's, it's so good. So, locally. Um, a little bit more regionally, it'd be, you know, my Boulevard. Um, I probably their, I love their, I love their Oktoberfest, Bob's 47, and their Irish Elves. It's really good beers. So... Which one were you drinking the other day? <clears throat> the Cosmic IPA. The uh, that, that's their new one. That's yep. and it's really good. I yep. had that the other. Well, I had that the other day. It's yeah, really good. I was impressed. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Trey, Trey didn't think it was as think, good as I thought it I was. I think that's the first time we've like, like blatantly disagreed, and I don't yeah. think it's because I just didn't like it. You were just in love with it, and I was like, yeah. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I, was loving it. I like, it. and that's the thing. I love Boulevard stuff too. Like, yeah. bo- like you said, Boulevard wheat was like what the first thing I tried. That Boulevard wasn't wheat was started getting yeah. bush light. It's like I tried something else, and all of a sudden I liked it. I was like, whoa, maybe I like that too. Man, <laughs> that too. That's exactly that was for me. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. What about you? For me, um, breakfast out, obviously on the breakfast, table here. Yes, <laughs> breakfast out. Um, locally, I love the Hellas um, from Blind Tiger. The breakfast. Is it breakfast Hellas? I don't remember the Hellas name of it. But it's a Hellas. It's, Hellas, really, it's yeah. really good, too. What's a Hellas? That's uh, how it's much a, I know. It's a German <laughs> light, light German beer. Um, it's actually kind of, you know, if you go, if you've ever been to the Oktoberfest now in Germany, they don't, you know, around here, Oktoberfest are the, the Marsens, the amber colored ones. Mm-hmm. That's not what you get in Germany. You get a, a blonde beer, a blonde in color beer, mm-hmm. golden, and it's more like a really strong Hellas. But it, it's a light colored beer, um, some malt forward to it, light, 
and this is just enough bitterness to kind of help with the you know offset that malt, maltiness yet but it's it's good beer and the renee the renee yeah the, his renee is really good too cuvee yeah. from blind tiger is yummy I've had a few of his. I've been there a few times and tried different stuff. I think it was one of the first places I went in Topeka that wasn't like a chain. And I was like, oh, let's try something different. And there was a mm-hmm. bunch of different uh, beers. I just tried something. I couldn't tell you what I tried. I know that my Bach was what everybody was like, this is what ah. you have to try. <laughs> and so I tried that. It's, it's my yeah, favorite. We refer to John Dean as the godfather of Topeka. I've heard yeah. that before. I've heard yeah. people talk highly of him. He's amazing. And what, what's really cool about John Dean is he does not, He will. he loves to give out his knowledge mm-hmm. so you know and, and i'll be the first to admit when we when we opened up here we had good solid brewing practices and uh, recipe design stuff like that but we were still homebrewers trying to do the yeast game mm-hmm. with the, the k-man homebrewer style and uh, there was a couple <laughs> batches that the you know yeast is a living organism i'm sure you've heard that by now mm-hmm. and sometimes if you don't treat it right and it gets weak or it just has a bad hair day it's just <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna ferment out yeah. It's just not going to do what you want to do, and that happens sometimes, and you have to make the tough decision, which we were fully prepared for, is you might have to toss a batch or two. And I think, uh, we, and to date, we've been over two and a half years, in all honesty, we've only had a, a pitch two batches. And that, it's not that we were bad, it's just that it's, it, if it was homebrew and you're giving away for free, not a big deal. But if you're having expecting people to come pay for it, mm-hmm. I just wasn't happy enough with it. We're very picky. Very picky. <laughs> like, we might be the closest people to being unbiased, as you'll ever meet, because I can, I'll tell you if I love a beer or not beer and, and do it unbiased. And I'll tell you if I don't like my beer. And if I don't like it enough, we toss it. I don't take the chance, you know. And so, after the second toss, we said, okay, John. And it was because the yeast didn't do us. I was like, got some advice. And he came and taught us his technique that he does, which is still a bit of K-Man technique. Uh-huh. We don't use a, um, we don't have to, we don't take uh, readings. Uh, we do it by taste, um, how, how it ferments, uh, if, if, it's, if it's too fast, too slow. There's a whole bunch of d- different things you can do. And he helped us get that down and we've been doing good ever since. So that's just one example of how he's willing to give his information and, and help make you better because John doesn't want any bad beer in Topeka. He's been making good beer for Topeka for many right. years, and there's no room for bad beer in Topeka. <laughs> and we, you know, we're all we. None of us want to make bad beer, yeah. so that just continues to speak to how spoiled we all are. I know. Right? We I just know. get all this beautiful beer in this town. <laughs> it's amazing. We can't waste it. We just gotta go. Just go drink everywhere it all. all the time. That's, we just gotta try some every yeah. night. That's right. There you go. <laughs> so, how do you get people in the doors here in Norseman? Obviously, people come here for the great beer, but what else do you do to kind of get people to Noto to get people in the doors and? hanging out here well the primary thing we're known for is the first fridays yeah. with this being an arts district and it being an art walk we're kind of like the epicenter i mean we're right and um so that i mean that's pretty much guaranteed there's been times here where we've had this this mezzanine that floor and this floor up here completely full uh, we're busting out the you know the sides with people in here uh, but outside of that really we're doing the speakeasy nights. We got no. the speakeasy nights that we, we started this year. Are we supposed to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can. We have to pay to get in, but it's not much. Yeah, but once a week, once a month now, we have a speakeasy night upstairs because that used to be a speakeasy. So this building that we bought here has been around for a long time. It's been um, owned mostly by the same person. Um, but uh, at one point, the, the second floor was a speakeasy. And if you walk up there, it still kind of looks like a speakeasy. So we decided to say, hey, let's, uh, 
utilize that. Mm-hmm. Now we do use it for events like weddings and corporate parties, um, and that, that gets booked out quite often for that. But on the weekends when it's not booked out, let's make it a speakeasy night. So we bring bring a cool band and uh, up there like a blues band or something, and uh, have a bartender dressed up, and we make like little cocktails that are like from the 20s and 30s, yeah. and um, it's really pretty cool. So we have that. We got trivia nights now every week. Uh, and, and honestly, people just kind of, you know, especially on Fridays and Saturdays when the weather's nice, people just come in anyway because it's a brewery. Right. And yeah. people like to go to brewery and sit down and socialize. And so just, just that in itself brings in people also. Anything else? Yeah. Beer choir. Oh, yeah, we do have beer choir. We got that um, every few months here. That always brings in a lot of people. Uh, what is beer choir? Beer choir oh. is amazing. Yeah, it's a fun night. It's fun. It's... um songs hymnals that have been rewritten to um have songs about beer so like there's like doe yeah do a deer a few yeah. Yeah. beer that one but it's beer, dough. Good, yeah. the stuff that buys me beer <laughs> ray the guy that pours my beer me the guy that drinks, drinks my that, beer that drinks my beer yeah something like that yeah That's so awesome. it's really cool there's a guy so, that comes in here he's a um a uh, Carol, uh, not Carol. He's a choral. Yeah, director choral for one director. of the, for one of the churches here, and he comes in. He's the one that organizes it. It brings in it brings in people from all over the place. We'll be we're usually pretty packed in here, and it's just a good time. People are singing and drinking beer, and uh, I was gonna ask uh, you get the just, whole you get the whole place singing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, everybody's yeah. going. Oh, we'll see people come in. They'll be like. Wow. Like our regulars coming, like, what's oh, yeah. going on? Should we leave? I'm like, nope, come on in. Here, here's a hymnal. Yeah. Here's a beer hymnal. <laughs> that's and awesome. And a lot of times we get them to sing. Sometimes they don't. They just sit back and enjoy it because it is a lot of fun. It's one of my, yeah. I, that's one of them. I look forward to working that night. That's very every cool. Time. How often does that happen? About every three months. Cool. Yeah, we don't want to do it so often that it get, people get burnt out. Right? Yeah, no doubt. And so we do it every three to four months. I think the next one is in March? No. April? I, I was going to say April or May. He just booked, because we had the last one over um, the, the Wednesday before uh, New Year's, and that was one of the more busy ones. People love to come to that one. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, just, we just, we just you know, we're, we are a destination place um, with events, and people come here to have, have fun, and uh, we do things to, to try to continue that, and that's what brings people out. Cool. We've enjoyed it so far, and we're definitely going to be back. Yeah, for sure. I thought uh, you talked about the brewery. At the beginning uh, there in the door, there's like a list of like rules or steps or whatever. One of my favorite mm-hmm. things was like, think coffee shop, but beer. That was my <laughs> yeah, favorite I thing. I tell a lot of people that. It's, you think coffee shop, but beer. So make coffee, make beer. And that's what it is. We get people who come in here on a Friday at like 3 o'clock with their work laptops. They'll just sit there to close out their day, have a beer while they're finishing the work or you know, it ha- or people just come in to have a – we have people come in here to have business meetings all the time. And mm-hmm. it's just a kind of a cool place to go to. Um, like a coffee shop, but with with the own beer that was made. You know. Yeah, that's very, very cool. cool. Well, we're not going to take any more time. Um, we've appreciated you guys having us in here. This has been amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, very cool. This I, first time I've done a podcast. <laughs> well, you're welcome back anytime. I don't even think I cussed, did I? I don't think so. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Easy editing on our part. <laughs> no, we don't edit out anything. We we pretty much just go for it. Yep. Say usually whatever we want. Makes it pretty easy. Um. I guess the last thing I can ask for we get over with is so like it, there's seasons throughout the year. Do you guys do a seasonal beer pretty much all the time? So like Oktoberfest stuff like that. Yeah, so some beers we don't do a, we don't do a seasonal beer necessarily for every season. Yeah, uh, but we release 
certain beers at certain times of the year. So, like, you know, there's summer much when it's hot. You'll see a lot bigger selection of lighter beers. Kolsch. Kolsch and cream ale. Yeah. And summer, then winter months, we try to have some bigger, thicker, higher alcohol beers on tap. So we do it that way. Now we do have an we always release an Irish red um, over my birthday because an Irish red is one of my favorite beers. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Funny story with that. So when we were home brewing, I decided we were going to start a hop garden, and we had brewed up a ten gallon batch of Irish red ale, and I I love Bowler's Irish red ale, so I was trying to make one similar, Mm -hmm. and and we made. We, we, and we kegged at home. I didn't bottle. It took too much time. So I just kegged and then put it on my kegerator. And uh, we, Saturday morning, Adam, Adam comes over. Where he's at down there? He comes over. <laughs> and we're going to, we got to build, we got to dig these holes to put oh, these gosh. poles down and cement so we can build 12 foot high because hops like to grow. And so we're going to need beer for this. And so we tap, tap the six barrel downstairs and bring beers to each other out there. And we're, we're working all day. And we had to finish up on Sunday. And so Sunday we get back, it's like 10 o'clock, he gets over, it might have been 11. And we go down to pour beer to get the started, and like halfway through the first beer, it blows. So him and I, <laughs> I'm not sure if this is bragging or not, but the beer was so good, we literally drank, <laughs> between him and I, five gallons in one day. That's uh, awesome. When we were building this hop garden, and so it's, it's a special beer to us, because it's so good, easy drinking, and we have to keep making it. But. Very cool. That's amazing. That is Braggs. You always brag. That's awesome. <laughs> Granted, that was about eight years ago. <laughs> cool. Yeah, anything else? It's been informative. It has been. I learned a lot and learned a lot about the history of this place. It's very cool. Everybody always talks about everything. You got to go to Norseman. You got to try mm-hmm. it. So I'm glad we came out and tried it. Both of those beers, we tried the Resilience and their, uh, was it, what do we call it? Mama's. Mama's Breakfast Stout. Very good. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Super toast. good. What's cool about that beer is it, it's like, you know, I grew up eating Cinnamon Toast Crunch mm-hmm. and um, Captain Crunch, right? yeah. two ones I ate a lot of. To me, this Cinnamon Toast Crunch beer, Mama's Breakfast Style, is like drinking the milk after you ate your cereal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, and it re- kind of takes you back to being a kid. Uh-huh. And I get a lot of people who say, that, like, it's like being a kid again. I'm like, I know, except there's alcohol in it. And yeah. So. It was super good. I, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I didn't know if I was going to like it or not. Coming into it, I was like, "Ah, oh, it just sounds like sugary and just very sweet." And I tried it; very good. Yeah, stouts Changed are something mind. I'm still like, I haven't determined whether I like them or not yet. But that <laughs> one had it tasted good. It was not. Yeah, that was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. So. Awesome. Do you mind taking us on a little tour of the place? Sure can. Perfect. I will. It's, it's not a little tour. It keeps going and keeps going and <laughs> keeps going. You're like, There's that's what more? she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to be at work at eight tomorrow. But other than that, I'm here. Yeah, cool. we're good. good all night. Cool. Thank right, you yeah. again. I appreciate you guys being Nothing on the podcast. Guys. Thank you. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. And boom, that was the episode with Jared and Emily at Norseman Brewing Company in North Topeka. Uh, super excited to get out there and uh, hang out with them and have them tell us all about Norseman Brewing Company and the Nodo Arts, Arts District and starting from what the garage craft brewery to what it is today. So also uh, appreciate you guys sticking around and getting some knowledge thrown on you. Yeah, those stories that are like my favorite thing that people explain because it like it's an example of when somebody just went for it, right? They right. didn't just stick to it as a hobby. They were all in. That's always very cool. Um, 
you can you can hear the passion in someone's voice and they start talking like that and uh yeah just like you said we were always excited to get out there uh, rather uh rather pumped i've had been multiple people have recommended it you need to go out there and try their beer because uh recently as you have noticed we've picked up a little bit of a craft brew uh flavor so yeah it was, it was something that a lot of people told me to go uh give a shot to and the one thing i thought was really cool is like he mentioned is it's it's very like it's a cool setting like the setting is very cool the inside is very neat yeah um and then yeah the ambiance is like a coffee shop but people are drinking beer when he was talking about the uh when jared and emily talked about the the would they call it beer choir beer choir yep i could just picture that in my head just because he talked about a viking style mess hall where everybody's just in there chowing down and then i can still picture everybody just like clanging beers and just screaming and having a good fucking time so we should get out to one of those that would be cool but speakeasy nights which we were talking about on the way home Mm -hmm. must go to i think yeah, no, I'm like already trying to figure out how we're gonna go to the next one they have. Yeah, um, they took us on a little tour right after the uh, the uh, interview and saw the whole facility. They're brewing. Um, what would you call that? What do you call it? The brew. I don't know where they brew the beer. Yeah, and then uh, their he kitchen. Took us, he took us up to the to the, uh, to the space where they do the speakeasy in their event space. It's a lot of space going. Uh, got a lot of places uh, for things to be going on up there. Um, very cool little setting and the speakeasy night sounds really fun just something different with some cool music that's always a good time yeah uh i don't know if i just don't hear about many speakeasies or maybe that's the point but (laughs) they keep it under wraps man yeah i don't know that's something that would be fucking sweet to go to and i don't know where else they do one but that's the only place i've heard so they're getting my business for something like that no doubt yeah and like you said the beer choir thing just sounds i don't really feel like i'm a singer until yeah. I'm maybe hey you know what give me five beers and then i'll probably be on top of the balcony up there just singing my ass off some of that seven percent odin's in you yeah let's do it but uh um uh, the speakeasy thing and then uh trivia night trivia night man I, I, we got to get involved in some trivia nights as much as all of us are fucking know-it-alls we need to be we need to be uh uh, at some trivia nights. Maybe that's why I don't do trivia nights that often because I just come off as a, a know-it-all and I end up being not smart at all. So I just don't do them so much because I'd win every single one of them and oh, everybody okay. get tired of right, me. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, oh, get out of here. Yeah, it's boring going to some place and just getting the fucking belt every time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It must suck to be you sometimes. It's tough. It's tough because people begin to expect it, right? Right, right. right. Yeah, They're like, you better it, win this trivia. So It's know. a liability at that point. Mm-hmm. Man, you hate to hear it. You hate to hear it. <laughs> cool. Well, that was Norseman. Uh, we hope you guys had fun there. What else is going on in the world? So this is Friday, obviously, so happy weekend. The weather is still shitty here in Kansas. Um, not looking forward to that. Am looking forward to warmer weather, which I don't know when it's going to heat up again. Probably never. No, never. We're back into the wintery abyss. We're basically in the Arctic Circle. Yeah, the cool thing is is that here in maybe, what, six or ten months, we can just cross the Bering Strait land bridge again and uh, be in Asia yeah. at that point. It'll be really exciting. I'm honestly, we, I'm looking forward to it. Get a little yeah. different food, a little different, uh, a little different agriculture that we're used to, you know? How does Trump handle that, do you think? Build we the don't, wall, I guess. We don't get into the politics very much, but obviously there's the wall talk, build the wall and all that stuff, but... I already know how he does it. With the Bering Strait Land Bridge? Yep. What do we do? Uh, he gets Bran the Builder um, from a little show called Game of Thrones, and they raise a wall out of ice. That's 300 feet tall. How do you raise a wall out of ice? Magic. And he's an amazing builder from the, the era of heroes. Is he still alive? Nope. It's the past. So how are we... 
What's your plan now? They did it in the show. You just have to watch the show. We'll figure it out. I'll just read the books and. Oh, you're just going to become magic? You're going to do it? Yeah. Or somebody will. Uh, Somebody surely has already figured it out. Shout out Game of Thrones coming up soon, too. Pretty excited watching the whole series over again. But yeah, that's that's what we do. We build a ice wall for all you Game of Thrones fans. That's the move. Huh. Which uh, they referenced Game of Thrones in an interview. Do you think the ice wall would re- deter you more or do you think you would like freeze to death? Whoa, did you hear that? Was that me or That was you? my throat. Wow. Do you need to burp wow. or something? No, it was, I don't know what that was. That's because you're hungry. Um, no, I... Uh, no, dude, you just have to watch the show. It makes sense. You don't want to climb an ice wall, and then they just stay there, and they die. Wow, if he told that to Trump, he might start trying to artificially change the climate Yeah, in the South, make this a lot easier. <laughs> he would do some reckless shit like if that. If he just knows that an ice an ice wall nope. definitely keeps somebody out. A dragon might take it down, but... Yeah, because dragons no breathe fire, which is not good for ice. No. Which in turn is not good for walls in that instance. Yeah, but I mean, how many dragons want to be in a freezing like that for very long? Yeah. So. How many dragons do you really know? Off the top of your head, how many dragons do you know? I don't know. Four? Hmm. Uh, Pete, the dragon? Yeah. No, it's Pete's dragon. I yeah. don't know what the dragon's name is. Damn. What's the one? Dragon Tales? Is that Dragon Tales? Is that thing? Uh, yeah. That Dragon Tales. Yeah, that, that was Is like that an old goes? PBS kids show or something. And it was like, like I wish, I wish. I don't know the song. Something. I don't know if I really watched it that much. If somebody remembers that phrase, surely there's somebody that knows it, either tweeted at us or or something, because there's a phrase there. There is for sure. Huh. Too lazy to Google it. Yeah, no point. Somebody will tweet it at us. There's other dragons too, for sure. Yeah. The don- the one that donkey banged on Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. Made little donkey She's dragons. She's a dime piece. Remember when she, she blew the little uh, heart-shaped smoke oh, ring yeah. at him? Yeah. Yep. Good for him. Yeah. Well done. Who else? They make little like donkey dragons, didn't they? Yeah. Had like three or four of them. <laughs> Amazing. That's Miracle a good, childbirth. That's the real love story yeah. right there. Uh, there's surely another dragon I'm not thinking of. Dragon these nuts. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a good one. All right. Word up. Oh, man. I don't... Yeah, I really don't know any I'm not going to Google the, the Dragon Tales song, but I will Google Famous Dragons. Uh, <coughs> isn't it How to Train Your Dragon? Isn't that a newer one? Oh, yeah. There's like three of those things. Yeah. It, it said Famous Drag Queens is what came up first. Name the top three Smog famous... Smog from... Uh, is that from... Smog? From... That's uh, Lord of the Rings, isn't Lord it? of the Rings. It said Smog. That's the first one that came up. Oh, my... Fucking Mulan. Oh, God. Yeah, the little red one? Yeah, the little red one. And then uh, the rest of them, I'm pretty lost. I don't know any of these other ones. But yeah, the little red one. Uh, he's a funny little guy. Huh. Go back to that. What are the top three famous drag queens? Um, Just a second. It's going to take just one minute here. Let's see how many of these I know. Famous drag queens. <laughs> see how many of these I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! There's like a bajillion of them. Uh, Do they have names? <laughs> so it just came up from around the web. It says uh, Bianca Del Rio, uh, Courtney Act, RuPaul, 
Sharon Needles. What? Sharon Needles. Yeah, just exactly. No. Just exactly like it sounds. Sharon Needles. Sharon and the Needles. Why does RuPaul sound familiar? Is that a rapper? Uh, it's R U capital P A U L RuPaul. Dude, mm. you got to have a lot of swag to be a drag queen. I don't. I don't have enough. I don't have balls to be that cool. So. I don't know if this is getting too insensitive. I don't, I'm not insensitive. No, fuck. I don't care. I'm saying it anyway. So I've heard a story about somebody who was at a drag show one time. And a lot of the women, a lot of the queens there, however you say it, I don't know. A lot of the people there that were performing had breast implants. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that's kind of like cheating to me, right? I'm thinking about it as, from a sports perspective, right? That's like taking PEDs. Mm-hmm. If you're giving yourself these characteristics physically, yeah, you should own it without him, right? If you're gonna be, a yeah, really that's what I thought. Drag queen. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is I, there rules and sanctions? I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, it wasn't illegal because they did their thing. They worked their. I'd fucking be interested thing. to see if there's like regulations. I just think that that's kind of like cheating. You know, I don't like cheaters in anything. Sports, board games, uh, drag shows. So, don't like cheaters. Drag racers don't like cheaters there either. Don't cross the line early. Don't yeah. go on yellow. Don't jump. Don't jump. Don't jump. Don't use the wrong fuel. Don't use the wrong body. Yep. Different tires. Nope. Nope. Don't don't Can't come do in here with that. Don't enjoy that. I don't know. <clears throat> but yeah. In other news, Big Tuesday happened. Uh, you might have seen it live. On the Beer Breath Podcast Twitch stream, uh, thank you for hanging out in the chat, uh, chatting it up with us. With us, we had a really good time uh, up until probably like the last three minutes of the game for some of us. Uh, but it was cool. I, I think we should do that more often. Not necessarily live commentaries, but just little sessions where we get in uh, on the on the Twitch stream and chat it up with the community and maybe grow that a little bit more. We got a couple followers on there now. If you want to, you can go ahead and follow our, our Twitch stream and. You'll get notified whenever we go online, and obviously you can check us out on all social media platforms. We will uh, put out updates on anything that happens like that. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the only thing I have referencing that at all is somebody who's in the media at K State. I'll let you read that name because I don't want to mess it up. Oh, Tyler Dryling. Yeah. yeah. Did you read what it said? Let me read no, it. No, no, read let it me read it aloud. So this is Tyler Dryling who. I don't know anything about him. Okay, to be fair, he made, uh, he did up a model of uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium in Minecraft, the Xbox version, and uh, put a video out on YouTube and Twitter like that. Uh, I, I've hated on him a lot, uh, a lot for that because it looks like trash, but I haven't done anything to back that up yet. I've told myself I was going to get on the Minecraft and build a replica of Bill Snyder Family Stadium and make it look real nice. Mm-hmm. Make it look like the fucking stadium does. He did it a long time ago, and I know. It's whatever. That's the only thing I have to say about Tyler Drowning. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> I know anything about him except this tweet is the most absurd fucking thing I've ever all the time. He said, KU fans trying to guilt Bruce Weber into sp- suspending Barry Brown in the middle of a title chase for a dunk that didn't count. Flame emoji, laughing with tears falling out of your face emoji. Are you joking me? No one's saying that. No one is saying that on planet Earth. The fact that you're tweeting stuff like this is you're, you're like, just win the game. You won. 
leave it alone. This is the day after. This was six o'clock the day after. Yeah. Why are you drumming up something that no one's saying as like it's a like it's a take? Did like it really not count? I didn't even really pay attention. No I idea. It does it? I don't care if it didn't. Oh no, but it's kinda... no one's telling Bruce Weber to suspend Barry Brown. <laughs> yeah. Like my God, come on. Yeah. But if they were saying stuff like that, that would be pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I wouldn't tweet about it, but I'm not the Twitter kind. No so. one's saying it. I haven't heard one person say it, and I'm friends with some of the most absurd KU fans of all time. I could be one of the most absurd KU fans of all time. I wasn't even concerned about that dunk. And yeah. after he said it was citing Brandon Green, good. I'm glad he dunked. He should have dunked on Brandon Green's head. Yeah. Fuck that. But, yeah, the, to drum up some bullshit take that you just pulled out of your ass is so stupid. It's all for the show, likes, man. Yeah, show me, the show likes. me where somebody said that, please. That's what I'll say. Show me where somebody said that, that you didn't create the account to tweet it. Please. Show me where that's being said. Yeah, I'd like to see that too, actually. That would be a pretty silly take on any side. Um, But yeah, I don't think I follow Tyler on anything. Uh, Just not that excited about anything that he has to say. So that's that. But yeah, the game happened. Cats won. They'll play again in Allen Fieldhouse at some future point um, for a very tough game. Uh. What do they say? Beware the fog or something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it'll be a tough game. There's like six inches of space in between the out-of-bounds line and the uh, sideline or the fucking crowd or whatever. So it's fucking tight house in there. Alan? Yeah. We still see a lot more, though, than you guys, though. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. fucking packed. Yeah. we see. What's your guys' capacity? Like 13? Yeah, 12 or 13, something like that. Ours is 16-3. Yeah. And size-wise, it's probably like the same. <laughs> like from a square footage standpoint. And you guys just fucking ass pack everybody on top of each other. Yeah, have you ever been in there? Nope. It's kind of tall. It's not so. So let me say this: Allen Fieldhouse is magical. You should go. You should go to a big game in Allen Fieldhouse. You should oh, yeah. watch your team play somebody in Allen Fieldhouse. Like a K State fan should go to Allen Fieldhouse and watch K State play because right. it it is truly truly special. I've been to 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 Bramlage and watched you guys win probably one of the biggest wins outside of a KU win in right. the last few years when you beat Buddy Hield. That was a big win for you guys. That was uh-huh. a big win. I was there. It's very loud. It's a good atmosphere. There's no doubt. KU's atmosphere is like completely different. It's super special. Um, that being said, you should go. Uh, but it's not very. I'm gonna be honest. It's not very good seating if you sit up high at all. You, like it's not to see the game. It's not like good watching. It's like you go to experience it. Right. Like you go to you go to Gallagher Iba and sit in the nosebleeds. You have a perfectly fine view of the of the court. Yeah. It's because it's new. Right. right. Allen's just terrible. If you're far up, you're just not even close. But it is what it is. You're there for the experience when you're at Allen. Yeah. Um, it's special, but not for like the ability to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to go sometime. <clears throat> That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't think anybody on the planet can deny the fact that Allen is a great place to uh, watch a basketball game. Uh, what else happened? Cats, uh, women's basketball. We never talk about women's basketball. Thriller over KU in Allen Fieldhouse, uh, what day was that? Wednesday. I was actually watching that, flipping through the channels, and we saw a uh, game was going into overtime. Cats took the last possession. They were down two, took the last possession, and uh, got this crazy, like, kind of across court through the middle lob pass to one of the chicks and put it in for two to put it take the game to overtime. That makes it a split, right? We beat you guys there, and you beat us at home. Uh, for women's basketball, yeah, that I do not. I'm pretty know. sure it's a split because I think it was I a, think we were I think a big I did upset actually, when we beat you guys. I, I think. think I did actually hear that that um, 
they split for like like they've been they've split for a lot of the last recent years or something like that. I, I don't yeah, know. I don't know anything about KU basketball. I just know your guys' program's like a little better historically. Yeah, I don't know anything about the women's basketball team either. But other than that, I just watched that one game. So good for them. And good luck to them on the rest of the season. And the Cats and the Hawks and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Politics. Politics, politics, politics. What else has happened this week? Anything good? No. Roads have been shitty. Yeah. I always enjoy the nice the nice challenge I have of getting on the on-ramp to the highway when the weather's bad. It's pretty exciting. It's like a game of... Uh, oh, It's kind of like Rochambeau. Maybe. Yeah. It's like you don't want to skid off of the on-ramp. But you also can't hit the on ramp without enough speed to get up the on ramp, so you have to like take this wide swinging curve. And shoo. I always like to listen to like it's early in the morning and I go to work, so I always like to uh, I always like to listen to some hard rock or something that gets me going, so I'm like up and awake and aware. Right. So when I woke up, um, I jokingly told somebody from work that I went to bed on Tuesday. I think is when it was bad Wednesday morning. I told everybody I was like, uh, whatever night it was bad, I was like. I haven't looked outside since 6 p.m. I'm pleasantly, like, I'm looking forward to the surprise in the morning because I know it's going to be bad. Yeah. And so I peeked out my window in the morning and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I got in the shower and just, I was like, all right. I started with some music then and was like, you got to get your mind right, dude. This is going to be a fun drive to work. And it really wasn't that bad, but it wasn't, wasn't good. Yeah, I got out before the road crews got out and I'm sure you did too, probably. Mm-hmm. So that was that. Cool. What's uh, What's next here? Um. Yeah, we did the interview with Norseman, and that was a good time. We got to get back there, try some more of their beers. We've actually got two of the Growlers. We bought um, Odin's One IPA, and then you got the the wheat, the wheat with rye. Yeah, I was just trying to something else. I, I don't know if they had any on tap. He was talking about his lagers are really good. I was kind of under pressure, you know how that is. I yeah. felt awkward, so I was like, uh, yeah, wheat, uh, which I've always <laughs> liked wheat beers, but right. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm never going to go back and try something, so I wasn't too worried with what I picked. I'm going to try as much as I can. So, Yep. We're going to do that for all the breweries here in Topeka and then spread out from there, trying all their stuff and maybe collecting some growlers or crowlers or something like that. Yeah. It'd be some cool, shelves man. over here that we can put stuff on. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I uh, I enjoy that, man. It's, it's like lame to say, but it has become like something really interesting to try new stuff it's an experience it's you're trying someone's art yeah and you talked about that before right yeah so the the first guy that ever got me into trying something besides a domestic beer um, was a buddy of mine named trevor who's quite the interesting dude but uh, pretty influential for me he was like an older brother in college he was a good bit older than me but uh very smart dude and just had a really nice way of putting things and he he uh he said uh he said one time he was drinking, and I vividly remember that the first thing he made me try was a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which I love now. Right. But at the time, he I tried it. I was like, "That's gross." <laughs> and um, he was like, "You thought that you thought that before you even tried it." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Did you think that you were gonna like this?" And I was like, "Well, I did. I didn't think I was gonna like it." He's like, "There's a problem." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Just just go into it with no expectations and no no like." Uh, no prejudice. Just don't think about it at all. Just go into this and experience what someone else put work into. And I was like, holy shit. And then so about eight months later, I actually got the balls to try it, try different beers. And I always remember that. And I think I told you that, that yeah. I said, this is what he told me. And it changed my opinion of how to try beer. And <laughs> it, it, it's worked. Yeah. That's eye opening to 
just think about it like that. I never really thought about that until you said it. So it, it's kind of cool. So if you're in a position where you think you don't like craft beers and you're sitting there drinking your bush lattes and thinking you're a cool cat and stuff like that and getting fucking hammered off at four beers, get your mind right. Yeah. Try something that has been crafted by another human. Yeah. Like help the little guy take some of the big guy's share. Yeah. That's what he said and I'm excited about that. Yeah. Fuck Anheuser-Busch. Well, I mean. They still make good beer. I'm still. He he said it too. There's a time and a place. Uh, there's a time you're, and a place. You're at a you're yeah, at yeah. a you're at a uh, uh, tailgate. You're not gonna sit here and drink thirty space campers, but you might drink thirty bush lights. Could actually drink thirty space campers. I don't want to toot my own horn or toot Boulevard's own horn, but no, yeah. you probably could. Uh, but you're yeah, I get what you're fucking saying. Fucking explode. Imagine if you were at uh, the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. Hot, hot. You're there for fifteen hours. What are you drinking? I'm going to drink a Bush Light, yeah, You probably shouldn't drink anything for 15 hours straight, unless it's water. Even then, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I got this juice right here, and I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast because, uh, well, they're not paying us yet. So, this stuff's fucking good. Is it? Yes. So, I've I've gotten to, I started this thing, and as lame or whatever it is, someone told me this once that like sometimes when you feel hungry, you're thirsty. And so I've just started chugging water. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. like first thing in the morning, I wake up and just guzzle. Like I, I'm not joking. I bet before I consume food, I drink 30 ounces of water. No, that's really good for you. I heard. Yeah. Um, it's actually kind of helped me wake up in the morning too, which is nice. It's kind of like my, I have a coffee in there too, but, yeah. um, I've, I have, I need to, yeah, I need to start moving into some fruit juice too. My, like specifically, uh, some sport drinks, um, <laughs> You know, for the electrolytes, maybe maybe go get some uh something different. You know, get yeah, some dude. uh help my muscles from stop cramping. I have a cramping issue. I think it's genetic. Coconut water in here too. Really, bunch of fucking vitamins. It's got. Let's see. This has got seventy calories in it, which is high because the other ones I've seen have had like twenty calories per serving. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Especially if you're something that tastes that good. It's, Insert ad right now if they were fucking giving us some money. My gosh. Yeah, that I just judging by the name of the of the flavor, it sounds like it would be delicious. Yeah. Is it, can I smell it? Is it yeah. an empty bottle? Yeah. Let me just get a little sniff. A little get dom you, sniff. Get you a little dom whiff there. Ooh. They have a bunch of different flavors. That doesn't smell too bad. It doesn't smell amazing. It sounds, smells like it's super sweet. Yeah. That's good. It's a little more watered down than it probably smells. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what was I going to say? Can't remember. What were we talking about? Oh, the waking up and stuff like that. Yeah, I uh, I wake up and I might drink a little bit of water just because I'm thirsty, but then I just I crush one of the little energy gummies that I've got and then drive to work and then drink a coffee and then all of a sudden I'm starving and my stomach's growling at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I didn't eat breakfast, and I've got energy pills and caffeine just racing through my fucking body at this point. <sighs> Your heart rate's probably good when you've done that. Yeah. I've been I'm sitting there twitching. Dude, I, today I was tired, and I got to work, and I hadn't slept much um, and uh, for no good reason. Like That sounded like I was saying there was something cool <laughs> happening, but promise there wasn't cool. Uh, I, was, uh, I was tired, so I crushed uh, two coffees for a change, which is... It's just like, you know, whatever. And then I sat back down after we kind of got some morning meetings and whatever and sat back down and I started some computer work. Kind of got a little bit of a, a thing going. I'm like, oh, man, let's get another coffee. 
I was halfway through the third one, and I swear at the middle of that third one, at one point, my heart like fucking like beat out of my chest, and I was like, "Oh my god, I've got to get up and walk around because I'm about to stroke out in the middle of this office." That's like one of those things when you're racing back home and you forget your fucking car at work, kind of thing. <laughs> you get halfway there and you're like, "Oh shit!" You can smell colors and shit. Like, you go, like, oh, "That smells like red over there." I don't know what that was. Yeah, and then you just you like the worst part is you realize you've done it to yourself, and you just gotta live in that for a little bit. You yeah. just like to try to drain yourself and chug as much water, <laughs> which is all I did. I just got up and chug. I have a I have one of those like thirty ounce tumblers, yeah. uh, and just chugged one. I was like, all right, I gotta water this down and piss it out real fast. I detox myself yeah. over the next in the two middle hours. of work. People are like, what the fuck's that guy doing chugging water and sweating all over the place for? <laughs> oh, I drank too much coffee. Sorry, <clears throat> trying not to spaz out right now. <laughs> Just sitting over there like, oh, Jesus, I hope nobody's looking at me, you know, like, uh, swear it's not meth, it's just coffee. <laughs> that is what methamphetamines does to the body. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. I gotta start taking care of my body. Drinking some uh, juices, stuff like that. Been doing a little better. We've been trying. We've been getting back in the gym a little, you know. Dude, I'm still eating, sore right? from the other day. Bro, yeah, we squatted. Uh, we squatted last night? Yesterday? <clears throat> yeah. And I woke up and I wasn't too sore, but I could, and I hadn't squatted in like two years. Yeah. And just actively through the rest of the day, I kept like, oh, yep, I'm going to be sore now. Like, I'm sore now than I was earlier. And then like two hours later, I was like, oh my God, I can barely walk. (laughs) And so I just had to like force myself to get up. I rolled out a little bit when I got home before we went for the interview, but. Dude, I need to give me one of those little things. It's Collins. I don't know. I don't know who, I don't know where he got it, but it's Collins and I just, uh, I just use it. Yeah, you can get them for pretty cheap on Amazon, I think. All yeah. right, Rudy. Rudy wants to be on the podcast. Hey. He's like, pay attention to me, dude. All right. Rudy is uh, was mauling Dom. He says, hey, quit <laughs> ignoring me. I was laying down this whole time really well, and I'm tired of it. Yeah, he was being a good dog. He was. Oh, he, oh no, I thought he was laying back down again. He's annoyed at us. He's an interesting character. Claire uh, had a school, uh, uh, what do you call it, snow day today. And so she was home all day with the dog. And so he was going crazy because usually during the day when he's alone, he just kind of sleeps, I think. But now he's probably actually fucking tired because he was running around like a lunatic all day. That's what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. You like snow days, Rudy? Yeah, whatever. Is there peanut butter upstairs? Ooh. Oh, my God, his face. <sighs> Ooh. Peanut butter? Ooh. Mom left you some peanut butter, I think. Cool. Well, what else is there to talk about? we got to wrap this thing up. Yeah. I think so. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. YouTube videos to come, Twitch streams to come maybe. Mm-hmm. I might stream from uh, I might stream from the Beer Breath one and you can watch me be bad at video games while maybe Dom kicks up a stream and's better at video games. Yeah. Hey, either way. But yeah, trying to get the community involved. Another way you can get involved is follow us on all social media, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Beer Breath Pod. Um, Instagram Beer Breath Podcast. And those are the main ones, I guess. We post all of the, uh, what do you call it, episodes, links to the iTunes episodes, anyway, um, on Facebook and Twitter. Thinking about a change yeah, coming up as far as producing-wise, um, which could lead into some more opportunities for the listeners and maybe a little easier way to access the ep- episodes, but... More to come on that. Until um, then, you can always check us out on our website, beerbreathpodcast.com. Download the episodes. 
please. It's free to download and it helps us out a lot. It helps us be able to track, you know, what everybody's listening to, what kind of trends people are thinking about, mm-hmm. um, all that good stuff. And it all comes back to uh, just helping out the podcast. So click that download button. Rate us. Rate us. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they rate on Spotify or not, but the Google Play app, I'm sure, has a rating system. And then Apple Podcasts, you can give us a rating, a five-star rating at that. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm pretty long-winded today. Got a lot of stuff to think about and talk about. Think about. Yeah. I do, too. Oh. Okay. Now he's right. coming to say hi to you. Hey, bro. Oh, yep, oh. Yep. Mm, oh. oh, he likes your beard. Your mouth oh, kissed yeah. me, dude. He'll get down me. your throat if you're not careful. He's going to make me sneezy. <laughs> get all Rudy sick, you called it. <laughs> yeah, get all Rudy sick. I'm only, like, I'm only like 30% allergic to Rudy, so it takes me wrestling with him a little bit to get me a little okay, sneezy. Okay, okay, okay. I get it, I get it. Okay. He's like, I thought you liked this. <laughs> all right. Save that for later, Rude. I got my pants off. Now imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right, later. See ya.